I'm Hannah Lutz with Automotive News. We'll get to Daily Drive shortly, but I wanted to let you know about a special podcast series called EV1, A Legacy in a New Light. 25 years ago, General Motors rolled out a vehicle called the EV1. It was a triumph of electrification that ended in a crushing blow. But the car planted the seed for the industry's embrace of EVs today. In the special podcast series, automotive news reporter Pete Bigelow and I talk with those involved in the rise and the fall of this electric vehicle. You can find the series at autonews.com slash EV1 podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. Daily Drive is brought to you by eBay Motors. Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. I'm Jason Stein, publisher of Automotive News, and this is Daily Drive for Monday, April 26th. The race to electrify product lineups across the industry is a competitive one, filled with new entrants, traditional players, and all with the goal of transforming their lineup of vehicles. But it's also a race filled with risk. The decisions being made are filled with trepidation because there are billions on the line, literally. As automakers, suppliers, and other players continue to go all in on electric vehicles, the future of internal combustion engines remains unclear. It's all a roll of the dice on EVs. In a recently released study, KPMG's lead global automotive partner, Gary Silberg, underscores the game being played. Silberg predicts that there is a tsunami of investment taking place, but the future won't be one powertrain over another. A mosaic of powertrains is coming, he says. And why is that? There are too many unanswered questions in the near term, from infrastructure to demand, and many more. To outline one view of the billion-dollar bet, we've reached Gary Silberg in Chicago. Hi, Gary. It's good to talk to you again. Great to talk to with you, Jason. We've done this a few times, and you've been very insightful with your uh, predictions and your um, I, what I would say is is your your purview. I mean, you you see the industry as a whole, and what you're seeing now is what you describe as a tsunami of investment that is hitting the industry, all the way from automotive startups, established automakers, suppliers, and it's all focused around the battery electric vehicle. I know you've put a lot of work into this paper. What are some of your key takeaways? Yeah, it was titled purposefully, Place Your Billion Dollar Bets Wisely. Um, And yes, it has been a tsunami of over $200 billion of investments have been announced or being implemented in the last, you know, essentially 18 months approximately. And and these, you know, a bevy of new uh, vehicles will be, be coming on. So yeah, this, this is a big change. And just to put it in historical perspective, you know, the industry for essentially the last hundred years has gone through tremendous change and really thrived. But, uh, and, and, you know, you see it in the really cool, sexy cars we have today, Jason, but during that period of time, there was at least one constant and arguably the most powerful force of a constant. That was all that was done with essentially the same internal combustion engine. And, you know, it wasn't by happenstance. It's the Ford Motor Company, right? The General Motors, uh, the ultimate driving machine. And what we describe in the paper is that world um, is about to change where King Ice is going to be dethroned, the internal combustion engine. 
Um, but what's going to emerge is way more complex, way more complicated, and is fraught with risk. And I think uh, conventionalism with, as you see, with these $200 billion of investments as Bev is going to be the new king, and we don't think so. In fact, what we think is going to emerge is something uh, more in the lines of what we call a mosaic. And this is a world for the next 10 to 20 years is when you're going to have, yes, battery electric vehicles, but you're also going to have hybrid vehicles. You're going to have hydrogen vehicles. There's been billions and billions of dollars spent on hydrogen. Um, natural gas vehicles actually could emerge in certain cases. There's even some cool solar companies. And, uh, and yes, the internal combustion engine is not going away. Um, and this has never occurred in the industry, ever, essentially in the last 100 years, to have this mosaic of powertrains. And, you know, it's, there will be a shakeout. And there's going to be profound implications with winners and losers. And hence, why we called it Place Your Billion Dollar Bets Wisely. And and really, Gary, no one has a definitive view on the penetration range. You talk about it being as little as 24% for battery electric vehicles, all the way to nearly 40%. It's all over the map. Absolutely. And in fact, in the paper, we looked at the quote-unquote experts who for, forecasted this out. And I think when you forecast something like this, it, humility is is absolutely in order. Think about that for a second, Jason. Twenty-four to forty percent, okay? And we're just, that's just in twenty thirty, you know, okay? That's nine years from now. You know, the industry fights to the death for you know a quarter or a tenth of a point for market share, right? I mean, so let's do some heuristic math on this, okay? Let's say um, let's take the U.S. market for example. Let's say by twenty thirty, it's you know, 17.3, but let's round up. Let's make it a great world, 20 million in the U.S. of, of uh, market. If if it was at 30% BAB, okay, just if it was, that would be a, a total addressable market just for BAB of 6 million vehicles. But that would mean, right, uh, if I do my math right, there's 14 million vehicles that will not be battery electric vehicles. Just simple heuristic math. And if you get the timing of that wrong or you're only all in on one, you are going to be fighting for, uh, you know, six million vehicles. I mean, th this has never been seen in our industry. And what about the other 16? And what if it's not even 30? What if it's 20? Right. I mean, the, the scale of the industry, the importance of these bets that you're making today in such an uncertain future, I, I think is unprecedented. And that's why, I, you know, I keep going back to it. You better start thinking about your strategy in this and what you, where you need to play and where you think you can win now. Because if you get this wrong, you know, you know, it could be, I don't want to be draconian, but it could damage your business immensely. So let's talk about a couple of obstacles. Um, and many of these obstacles are discussed often, but you put pen to paper and, 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 and in fact come up with some some sizable uh, issues. One is manufacturing overcapacity. You you say in the paper that if if the thirty percent Bev penetration forecast is even close by twenty thirty, there could be nearly forty million units per year of excess ice manufacturing capacity globally, which is the equivalent of two hundred assembly plants, and that doesn't even include the multiplier effect of all of those traditional, we'll say, suppliers. Absolutely. And I don't think people are thinking about this. Or maybe they are. But the industry, as I said in the beginning, was set up for the last hundred years under the internal combustion engine. And um, so these assembly plants, 200. Now, 
When was the last time you saw a politician, you know, raise their hand? I got great news for you, Jason. We're going to shut down, a, you know, an assembly plant. You know, this this people need to understand that that is a huge number. Now, arguably, which is a fair statement, assuming there is a replacement, in it, let's just say it's BEV, that there will be battery electric vehicle plants emerge, which is great news. But mathematically, they are not the same in terms of number of people you need to assemble these because there's a lot less parts. And moreover, um, you know, the other part of it is they may not be in the same locations where you shut them down. So you're going to have this, I would call, significant turmoil uh, in the, I'll call it the ecosystem, the supply chain for the next, you know, 10 years. And when do you shut a plant down? Should you, uh, you know, if it's 30% less volume, uh, what, what are the suppliers going to do? gonna do are they gonna have enough scale are they gonna go bankrupt are you gonna have to help them you know are there gonna be mergers i mean these are these are profound questions that people should be thinking about and 40 million just to put it in perspective right on a good year we'd be we'd be happy to sell 100 million vehicles globally so this is a massive number and um people need to focus in on it specifically focus in on this issue we'll hear more from gary silberg after this message the most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Many people talk about the other issue that's out there, the, the unanswered infrastructure questions. And this is a real concern. Nearly 4 billion people, you write, live in countries with inadequate electrical infrastructure for EVs. And let me cite an example from Colorado last summer with so many folks working from home. Uh, I had an individual tell me that the Colorado utility company had a hard time maintaining the grid. This has nothing to do with battery electric vehicle, or that had nothing to do with battery electric vehicles last year. What happens if there are, are more battery electric vehicles? No, that is an absolute critical point. And by the way, and I want to emphasize this, America is, is a rich country. The 4 billion people we're talking about aren't in rich countries, okay? So just think about that in our country. Um, and we had you know, a very sad story with the inclement weather in uh, Texas uh, on that grid. Think about that. If you couldn't 
you know, get electricity in cold weather, but you couldn't even get the heck out of there because you couldn't even charge your car to leave. And what about like California that had huge blackouts or brownouts or, uh, you know, the last, I don't know, two summers in a row. So even in rich countries like the United States, a significant amount of infrastructure needs to be in place. We need to get a smart grid. Um, and these are our, you know, this is the utility industry. So this just doesn't happen overnight. And then I want to really emphasize the last point you talked about. And that is, this is a global industry. You get global scale. There are 4 billion people on the planet, even if they wanted to, uh, couldn't plug in today. So you, if you go back and think about that for a second, and by the way, I just want to add one other point. Uh, which, and I want to get to this in a minute, and this is just how expensive these vehicles are, and they're going to come down, they're going to be awesome, but, you know, 6.6 billion people on the planet make less than $25,000 or live in countries with that, you know, with weak or poor infrastructure. So um, if you're going to cater to 6.6 billion people in the auto industry, you need to think about them, and uh, let alone in the very rich countries like ours. So yeah, this this is much more complex and I think people really understand. So let's talk about pricing as well and and just uh, the number of incentives that have been talked about. Um, the Obviously, the push by, by governments around the world to make battery electric vehicles more appealing. But what happens when the money's not there? Yeah, so this is interesting. And in the paper, we, we titled one of our key uh, uh, findings is too many players for too few vehicles. So... Uh, let's let's start with status quo. So if you we lined up um, and this is a fascinating part of the paper, we lined up, we took 2020 actual um, uh, sales. Uh, you know, and granted, it was a covid year, but approximately 17 percent or 2.4 million vehicles were sold fifty thousand dollars and above in the United States. And we are, again, are a rich country. OK, now think about that for a second. Two point four million. So the other 13 and a half or whatever the number was. Uh, was sold below 50,000. But what we did is we mapped out all these. And, and by the way, I do not want to cuckoo these vehicles. I really don't. They are sexy. They are cool. I want them. Okay. I mean, personally, I just think they're fantastic. But if you look at where they're aligned in the market, um, essentially all of them, most of, not all of them, are, are aligned for $50,000 and up. I mean, the, I just heard about the Hummer is sold out. I think it was $100,000. You got the Butte. I love that Rivian. Uh, our, R1T, the truck is beautiful. I think it's 70,000 or above. I don't remember the numbers. You look at the Cadillacs, they're very expensive. Uh, Volvo, et cetera, you know, the Tesla models. So the, the first question I would ask Jason is, are there too many players? And then you got the startups, right? You've got the Fiskers, you've got the Lucids, um, other startups. You know, are they going after too few comp- uh, consumers? And we think the answer uh, is yes. And there's going to be a shakeout before you even think about subsidies, first of all, even the wealthy people who could afford that, I think there's some risk there. You'll have a shakeout. And then secondly, you know, the the idea of subsidies, um, we saw this in China. Uh, they gave early on subsidies, I think it was pre-COVID, and, and, and then they took them away. And what happened to um, electric vehicle sales? They plummeted. So um, we've got a ways to go. I actually think they're going to be amazing, but uh, giving subsidies is, in, the, in my view, is a very short-term fix and is not the, the long-term answer. So um, 
um, unclear for me. And governments, last time I checked, are not rolling in the money these states. They have high levels of debt. So exactly right. Uh, it's not sustainable. So if I'm a car dealer listening to this podcast and I'm trying to figure out where my world is going over the course of the next five to 10 years, and I've heard maybe some of my manufacturer partners say they're completely getting out of ICE um, and transitioning to battery electrics, what do I make of it all? Well, yeah, they have uh, they have complex uh, bets to make too. Um, it's interesting. This this is not based on any data, so this is just my personal opinion. Um, I think in the next three to five years, the, the the buyers of battery electric vehicles will be not your typical mass market buyers, and they're they're a niche group. They want to buy it. They're probably can afford to buy it uh, more than the average consumer. And you have to cater to them differently in your dealership than others. And I think it's borne out by actual data, but this is my view. And I think it will stay that way. So if you're a dealership and, you know, Jason Stein shows up and wants to buy this battery electric vehicle, um, you're a different type of buyer than typically. So you don't want to negotiate. You're probably way more digitally savvy um, and and you, you've gone online, et cetera. So you got to figure out how to cater to him. And then all the all the electronics on it, the powertrain is in, in learning that. So if you're a dealer, um, I'm not sure you can do everything for everybody. So maybe it is smart, or maybe you should get Nishi as one of their strategies to figure that out, or, or at least dedicate your workforce. Um, but that's going to be a small addressable market. So you better think wisely also of how many vehicles you're going to be able to sell, because if you're wrong and you get it, if we get this wrong by three to five years, you may not be in business. That's, you know, they need, I never thought about it, but they may not be billion dollar bets, but they need to place their bets wisely also, Jason. You asked the critical questions at the end of the paper, where to play, how to play, and critically, when to play in this new automotive ecosystem. Place your billion dollar bets wisely. Gary, where, where can our listeners find this paper? Well, if you go online, just Google KPMG, place your billion dollar bets wisely, you'll see the paper. And uh, would love to have a conversation with all your listeners. This is really, I think, a very profound and important topic that we will be discussing for the next five to 10 years. A profound topic and a lot of unanswered questions. We really appreciate it, Gary. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. We reached KPMG's Gary Silberg in Chicago. And that's Daily Drive for Monday, April 26th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And for a library of more than 300 interviews, go to autonews.com slash daily drive. We'll be back Tuesday.